Area 52, Australia's weirdest UFO encounters. The Westall UFO incident. Argue the biggest incident in Australian UFO mythology is the UFO encounter, according to combined 200 students and teachers on April 6, 1966. Here's a number for you to figure out. 666. I'm not saying no more. The UFO was spotted hanging around over two different schools, West Still High School and West Coast State School, for about 20 minutes before landing in a nearby paddock, eventually flying off again. The object was being silvery dicks with a purple hue, roughly the size of about two cars. One of well, the explanations put forth is that they saw a weather balloon, but 50 years later, there's still no concrete evidence of what people saw. A Tully Sulston nest, also in 1966. The Tully Sulston nest, Tully, is about 200 km northwest of Townsville, right, in northern Queensland. And it's where a 20 year old banana farmer called George Pedley claimed to have had a pretty close encounter. We're flying saucer while driving his tractor. The man described seeing a blue-grey disc about 25 feet to diameter rise up a nearby lagoon before flying off. Upon inspection, a section of the lagoon, the size and shape of the saucer, appeared to have formed a whirlpool devoid of all plant life. Afterwards, the dead reeds started to float on the surface, forming a nest which innocent takes its name. According to Pedley, when he took the owners of the sugar cane, told the owners of the sugar cane farm on which the incident happened, the owners said a few hours before, Pedley saw his dog had been acting strangely, barking in agitated fashion, and running in the direction of the goon where the saucers supposedly emerged. And Nullabar carjacking. This was in South Australia in the year 1988, when a family driving through the Nanabar claimed that the entire car lifted off the ground by aliens. According to a wonderful detailed drive in the, sto- in the story, the Norris family were making a long drive from Perth to Melbourne when they were tormented by a long, large glowing spectre of light for 90 minutes. The glowing light chased them before landing on the roof, lifting them clear of the ground, as described by a police spokesman at the time. Apparently, picked up the car off the road, shook it quite violently and forced the car down on the road with such pressure that one of the tyres had blown. One of the family members in the car reported to him with voices distorted at the time and slowing down. Either system of shock or just one of the coolest UFO things in the world. One of the weirdest things Mother said was uh, to the reporters at the time, after it picked them up, I wound right down the window and felt this thing on the roof. All this smoke stuff started coming in the car. The car was covered in black stuff. It was a light, still small light. A sudden, it became big light, like a big bull. A car... Hell abduction. Five years later, the car hell abduction, in which the woman driving back from Melbourne 
from the Dungong Ranges, claimed to have been abducted by aliens in Nana Voran North. Kali Kyle, not a real name, her husband Andrew, reported seeing it looked like a blimp with a ring of orange headlights. Kyle said that they, as they got closer, she became blinded by the light coming from the object and then woke up later, noticing she had lost an hour of time. Didn't end there though, she claimed to notice a new triangular shaped mark on her stomach and after a few weeks began to recall more and more details of the abduction. Cahill described seeing skinny black figures with bulging eyes in addition to having pe- seen people in two other cars who always witnessed the abduction, although none of these people have spoken to the media outside of the UFO researchers. The disappearance of Frederick Fedelix. In 1978, Frederick and his 812L disappeared after reported following flying object is described as not an aircraft. You've been listening to Area 52. Weird. UFO Australia Accountants. Welcome to Area 52. Wild West UFOs? Surely not. Well, here are some possible UFO sightings during the so-called era of the Wild West in America. James London claims of hieroglyphics on downed UFO in 1865. Trapper James Lumley stated that he had not only witnessed a craft crash in the ground, but also tracked the wreckage down the wreckage. In 1865, claims were printed in several newspapers at the time, including, including the Mississippi, Mississippi Democrat. Now, late one evening, while trapping in the mountains of Catterborough Pass, Missouri, he saw an object fly across the sky before it separated like the bursting of a skyrocket in the air. Seconds later, Lumley heard a huge explosion that made the ground shake and was followed by a rush of air that swept through the forest around him. The following day, Lumley was witness to the carnage that the craft had left behind. As he had crashed to the ground, tests had been uprooted, trees had been uprooted, a path been cut through them by the object. He followed his path to a stone object embedded in the mountainside. Upon close inspection, Lumley stated that the stone had broken into several compartments. There appeared to be shattered glass around it, as well as dark liquid substance. Perhaps strangest of all, a claim that there were hieroglyphics of some of the compartments. The newspaper theorised that perhaps the occupants of the craft were from Mercury or Uranus, and also stated that astrologers had long held it that it is probable that heavy bodies are inhabited. The Silver Spurfant of 1873 in Bonham, Texas, in 1873, workers in a cotton field noticed an object in the sky above them travelling at a great speed. A shiny silvery serpent caused all to panic and run for cover for the openness to the cotton field, rushing indoors or hiding under wagons. A speed of is such that it's almost a blur in the broad daylight sky. The object apparently circled 
a small town twice before speeding off from view. Twenty-four hours from the site in Bonham, a similar object was witnessed flying over Fort Scott in Kansas. It caused a similar panic as it had done the previous day, causing soldiers to flee and parade around and seek cover around from the strange machine. Away from the strange machine. There were numerous sightings made by range workers and cowboys alike across America at the time, usually involving a silver bird flying fast but above them, but then fired away. The bullets then bounced off the creature's skin. Perhaps one of the most famous of these 1892 sightings is in Tombstone, Arizona, where two cowboys claimed to have given chase to a shot and shot at a winged reptile as up to 160 feet long with its wingspan that stretched over 90, 90, over 90 feet. The Aurora alien. In April 1897, in Aurora, Texas, a strange craft came screaming out of the sky, crashed into a windmill on Judge J.S. Proctor's estate and exploded in the flames upon impact. The crash was witnessed by many local townsfolk, as was a pilot, who was an extraterrestrial, a reporter that instantly appeared in the Dallas Morning News of 19th of April. Part of their report concerning the alien pilot reads, Papers found in this person, evidently, evidently the records of his travels, are written in some unknown hieroglyphics that cannot be deciphered. A pilot's funeral will take place at noon tomorrow. According to reports, the funeral did indeed take place, and the pilot's grave was marked with a simple headstone in a row of graveyard. He remains there for, for over 70 years to a journalist from the Dallas Times Herald. Bill Case took an interest in, it, in the encounter and began to investigate. He claimed they located the grave, as well as test results that showed a small coffin that was present under the earth. By the time Case had begun the process of having the grave exhumed, however, the great stone has suddenly disappeared. When it located the area the Marcus had stood, once stood, he found that the grave itself had been removed, and nothing all was left to examine. Case wasted little time to laying the blame for this firmly at the feet of the United States government. A further interesting twist to the incident, seemingly long-reaching effects, was, was the story of Broly Oaks, Oaks who purchased the land, where the UFO had crashed in 1935, called the locals at the time, the wreckage of that craft had been buried and covered over as well near, near the crash site. Oates cleared the, his wreckage so the well could be used for tender purposes as a water source of the state. Soon after, he and his family began to suffer a range of health problems that begins to believe it connected to other world, otherworldly wreckage. The Laura Elaine encounter ran along numerous strange sightings of the sky in the United States in the late 1890s. The airship sightings, 1896 to 1897. Beginning in November 1896 in the skies of San Francisco, California, a wave of strange aircraft sightings began. Hundreds of people witnessed the strange craft travelling hospitals speed and scanning the land below that appeared to be searchlights. Further sightings were recorded the same day in Santa Rosa and San Clemente.
The sightings continued across America over the early, early months of 1897. Thousands of people witnessed them in newspaper reports. After that, another detail, each sighting. Many of the accounts, when read today, are strikingly similar to modern-day universal sightings. As scar-shaped and bright and multicolored lights that are described are just examples as descriptions of, of the quiet but constant whirring sound that was noticed when the aircraft ships were sighted, or the 10th of April an airship, airship sighting over Chicago was witnessed by thousands of people as the city came to a virtual standstill. Eleven days later, in the evening on 21st of April in Texas, another airship sighting was reported, this time having a witness, John Barkley, claimed he spoke to one of the crews. And here is the account of John Barkley. Barkley's dogs woke him from his sleep that evening. They were barking and apparently agitated by something going on outside. He became more awake, awake to his senses. He noticed a whirring sound. Barkley, like everyone else, was well aware of the apparent sightings of strange aircrafts. So he grabbed his gun and made his way out to his property. Once outside, he stood in amazement at the sight of a large aircraft ship slowly coming down to the ground nearby. Barkley later described the ship as being an oblong shape with wings with side attachments of various sizes and shapes. There were lights much brighter than electrical lights. That amazed Barkley slowly began to approach the aircraft as it settled down. A figure then approached him from the craft, asked him to load his gun. He did so, and then asked the figure his name. Never mind my name, call it Smith. My, my name, call it Smith. The name figure replied to him, having asked Barkley if he might obtain some items needed for his journey. He handed him a ten-bar bill, bill and requested Barkley purchase for him lubricating oil, two cold chisels and blue stone. He told Barkley to keep the change in return for his kindness and he might call on him some future day. Perhaps the strangest thing of the apparent pilot of the Soge aircraft said to Barkley, was response as when he, where he's from from. From anywhere, called back the stranger. But we will be in Greece the day after tomorrow. Other sightings besides that of Barclay? There was one twenty to one hundred miles from in Jersey and Texas was an encounter reported by the Houston post by Frank Nichols. He stated he brought from his sleep by machine noise outside his home. He went to investigate. He saw aircraft descending in the field. He claimed that two men carrying buckets approached him and asked if they could might draw water from his well. Three days later, the 20th of April, a Texan town of Melkle, a sighting was reported to much of the town when a strange aircraft with bright lights appeared to drop anchor to the ground below. The anchor dragged along for some time before a figure above apparently cut it free as the airship disappeared into clouds. On 6th of May, during a rainy evening at the hot springs in the nearby state of Arkansas, a sighting was pulled over by Deputy Sheriff McMorrell, Lamore, and Constable Stupa. A man described as having a long beard approached them while another crew observed that 
to be stocking up with water, panty, their upcoming journey. The bearded gentleman offered the two policemen a ride in the airship, stating that we can take you where it isn't raining. You've been listening to Area 52. Wild West UFO Encounters.